Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Today I'm joined, of course, by Brandon Adam. Follow him on Twitter at Brandon D Adam19. Brandon, today we're gonna go through round by round our perfect draft in 2022 <laughs> fantasy football leagues. So earlier this week, and, and we're releasing part two shortly, but we just re- released part one. But Kevin and I on the DFS Army Bold Call Show just went through our bus per round. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin, he, he likes to live in the negative, you know, his own words. <laughs> we're more glass half full kind of people, Brian. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking, okay, if we could have a perfect draft, this is how we're going to do it. So for the people, just to kind of sparse through, Obviously, especially in early rounds, the ADPs are not the very firm, right? So if you're drafting at the back end, uh, back end of round one, there's almost a zero chance you're getting a Cooper Cup, zero chance you're getting a Justin Jefferson, those types of players. So we're going to have our number one favorite guy. And then before moving on to the next round, we'll say, okay, well, if you draft in the second half of the round, maybe favor this player, right? But we, we just won't get into as much analysis. So let's not bury the lead, Brandon. Let's get into it. <laughs> round one, it. who is your perfect player to draft in round one, regardless of your draft position? I think the safest, highest floor guy with the biggest upside is Justin Jefferson in round one. I think he is going to be the wide receiver one for next season. Um, I just love the fact that they are going towards that Rams offense with the Kevin O'Connell, the new, the new coach. I just feel like, that offense was kind of stale beforehand, and now he's going to get some creativity in that offense and and going to get J.J. some – like I've been seeing in the media, they've been saying they're going to try and get J.J. as many easy targets as possible, try to work those easy uh, uh, pass routes just to get his uh, numbers even higher. And they're going to elevate, and it's going to be – a monstrous season for Justin Jefferson. He's a smash for me. Um, A few other guys in round one that I I like is Cooper cup as well. And then also uh, Dalvin cook. I'm big on Vikings this year. I think the Vikings are actually going to take a huge step forward this year. I think they're going to win their division. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a Viking year and Dalvin cook and JJ, Justin Jefferson are going to be behind it. Um, Either of those two, I'm so good with being, if I want to start running back first, it's Dalvin Cook. Um, if it's if I want a wide receiver build, it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, so like Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, he has experience playing with with Kirk Cousins, and he should allow him to throw the ball. He he should have a little bit more trust in Cousins this season. And look, I mean, Justin Jefferson, we're hearing it all over. Is mm-hmm. they see him as a Cooper Cup type role, which means 170, 190 potential targets. Obviously, Adam Thielen is there. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, we like him, but he's way, way down there. I mean, he's barely being drafted in the league. So Justin Jefferson is going to be hyper-efficient, going to get a, a ton of targets. I mean, I, honestly, I, I would say probably 170 targets or more yep. potentially next yep. year. The upside is just absolutely massive. Um, he was one of my guys, so I'm definitely going to agree with you there. But, man, Kevin keeps crapping on Stephon Diggs, but I would say that if I'm drafting in a backhand around one, I am so happy to get Stefan Diggs. I actually have him in a tier with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. More so Jamar Chase, I would say. Jamar Chase, yeah. Yeah, I would say say Cup and Jefferson are probably firmly tier one wide receivers. And then tier two would be Chase and Stefan Diggs. Last year, 
he didn't have the sizzle. He didn't have the pop. He didn't have the blow up weeks to win you a week. You know, he, I think he had what, what was a one 30 point game in PPR type leagues last mm. year. And that wasn't enough. So he disappointed you. But at the end of the season, every single week, he was pretty darn consistent. And just two years ago, when he was being fed the ball, he absolutely exploded. Mm-hmm. I would argue last was his absolute worst case scenario. We like Gabriel Davis. The fantasy community seems to like him even more than you, which is shocking. Even you were saying, eh, yeah, that's shocking because I'm, I, I've been a, a truther bit. for two years. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's, it's at the point where I feel that the community has gotten a little over their skis with Gabriel Davis because Stefan Diggs is still firmly entrenched as the number one option on this team. He's going to be the most likely to get double digit 11, 12, 13 plus touchdowns. We know the Buffalo Bills are going to continue to throw the ball 650 times a season, right? So they're going to be close to to the league lead. So even if if there is five, six, seven targets a game going to Gabriel Davis, which I think would be high, Stephon Davis is going to continue to get the uh, the majority of that target share. He's probably going to be 25 to 27% of that target share. And all he's got to do is get in the box, and he's going to absolutely massively outperform where we think he's going. And he's got – wide receiver one in this range of outcomes. So if I'm in the back half of round one. I'm super happy going with Stefan Diggs, going with the massive upside. We've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. Last year was the absolute floor. And it's only up for Stefan Diggs. Who's round two? Yep. Who you got, Brandon? So round two, it's the easiest smash for me possible. It's DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift yes. is going to be a league winner across the board for so many guys, so many people that get him. Um, he's absolutely my favorite draft pick of all of anybody like he he's gonna get targeted hyper targeted in the passing game one he's one of like five back four backs that had six six catches a game um i mean come on i mean everything about him before prior to injury he was on pace to just absolutely be a top three running back um he's bulked up in the season uh, bulked up this offseason he looks really good um, his arm, his shoulders look bigger, and that's what took him out last year was his shoulder. And so he obviously took that to heart, was like, that's never going to happen again. And he put on big-time weight up in the top half of his body, and he is built to take some hits now. Um, I think this year with the Lions, I think they are going to take a massive step forward as an offense. I can actually see them being in the top 20 instead of the bottom uh five like they were last year uh, they i think they can be up they're gonna make themselves a nice leap I, I i uh i'm all the way on board with deandre swift um as my rb1 and i am so pumped to do that i just feel like the upside is tremendous and i think with they're going to be always behind in games, so they're going to be throwing a ton, and that means he's going to get a lot of work out of the backfield uh, on passing downs and catch a lot of balls. So I'm pumped for him. I want I want him on every single roster I can. So DeAndre Swift is my second-round perfect draft pick. I'm really curious to see what he weighs in at this year. I mean, so he was yep. playing around 212 pounds in previous seasons. If he can get up to even 220, and make his body mm-hmm. just a little bit more durable. It's nice to hear that he's actually working on his upper body because, to your point, mm-hmm. he got that hit. It was he landed weird on his shoulder, and that was it. It's pretty much that was it for his season, right? Before hey. having a magical season. And yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's funny because you and I argue, discuss, debate a lot of these players. But at the end of the day, we have a lot of similar players that we like to talk about. But DeAndre Swift, he's on my list as well. Um, 
Another player that you highlighted, and I'm going to highlight here, is Mike Evans, man. He's continuing mm-hmm. to move up boards, but he's still only going as a wide receiver 7, 16 yep. overall at ADP, going right after DeAndre Swift. And I am perfectly com- comfortable starting like a Dalvin Cook, Mike Evans, going bang, bang wide receiver, going Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to be an absolute monster this year in terms of targets and opportunity. I just simply don't buy into the fact that Chris Godwin's going to be ready by week one. He's probably going to go into Pup List. And as we've talked about before in the show, which frankly, in my opinion, is being underreported, Pup this year is only four games. So they're going to miss a, a month of the season. So you say Chris Godwin's put on the Pup. Four weeks, it's still a month where Mike Evans is going to go out there. He's going to be Tom's number one target. Spoiler alert, Leonard Fanette, he is on our oh. do not draft list where he's going at ADP. If he's going to go into the third round, then we'll start talking about him. But there's just a, there's there's some risk factor with Leonard Fournette. It's all going to bubble up to Mike Evans, Kyle Rudolph. Get out of here. He's he's a second yeah. tier tight end. Cameron Bright, second tier tight end. Kate Auden is now irrelevant. Sorry, clipboard Jesus. It's going to be the Mike Evans show, and he's going to smash this year. What do you say, Brian? <laughs> I, I, I'm all about, I have, so I have a grouping. It's funny you said Lenny. Uh, I have a grouping for that round and I actually have Lenny as one of my guys. I actually really like drafting. I think, I think this whole weight thing is overblown. The guy is a big dude in the off season. Um, he's been that way every single year of his career. He's always, I, I just read a whole thing up from his trainer that mm-hmm. this is nothing new for Lenny. The, like Lenny comes in around this weight every single year and then he trims it off uh, the last month going into camp. And then camp, he, he gets all the way down to where he needs to be. But Lenny, what I love about Lenny is just the workload. That workload is going to be tremendous no matter what, even with Rashad White. I think Rashad White is going to have a phenomenal role already for a rookie. Because of the loss of Gronk, I feel like they're going to be using uh, Rashad White in the passing game quite as well to offset those uh, vacated targets in the middle of the field. They can use uh, Rashad White as easy passing opportunities for Tom. But Lenny was another one of those guys that had incredible passing work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he it may come down a little bit, may, may come from six catches a game down to four, which is totally fine. Um, that offense is going to be just as good with Tom there. It's, it's going to be fine. But Mike Evans, I think he's honestly the – the steal of the of the round like he is he has wide receiver one upside like he really does and last year i mean ever since uh tom has gotten there he hasn't gotten over what like 20 percent target share so it's not really a high elite target share with the the amount of uh targets he's getting in that offense but with godwin out and with gronk gone you know tom brady's just going to lean on those guys that he knows early so that first month, Mike Evans is going to absolutely smash, like you said. He, I think he's going to have 10 target games. I think he's just going to just go off. So I love Mike Evans. That's why he's on my list. Um, if, I, if I went Dalvin Cook, I would definitely go Mike Evans in the second round. That's exactly yeah. what I would do. Yep. So, so Mike Evans finished as the wide receiver 11 last year in fantasy mm-hmm. points per game with 16.41 fantasy points per game. It's really interesting you brought up his target share. We talk about mm-hmm. these elite wide receivers. We want minimum. 20%. We really want right. 25%. Last year, Mike right. Evans' target share was 16.4%. 16. 16%. 16%. Yeah. I mean, he was going, he was battling for, for targets from Antonio Brown, from yeah. Leonard, yeah, from Leonard Fournette. 
from Gronk. Rob Gronkowski, from Chris Godwin. This mm-hmm. year, a lot of those guys aren't there. Chris Godwin mm-hmm. will be back in the second half of the season, we think, we hope. But at the start of the season, it's going to be the Mike Evans show. It's going to be the Leonard Finesse show. I like Rashad White. I think you do too. Um, he is going to, to eat into that backfield target share. Rashad White's, call it superpower, is his pass-catching ability. So that worries me a little bit about Leonard Fournette, but yeah, I mean, look, if he starts to fall like to early round three, I think that'd be an oh, he's smash, smash, smash. yeah. 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 He, and I think he will because you know us fantasy football players, we get moved by every little tea leaf there is. It, it's it's pretty hilarious actually to see the overreaction of everything. It's just how, especially nerds that don't understand how athletes kind of <laughs> that kind of work, and they understand. Athletes understand what weight they need to be at at what time, and they know. So For the record, ahead. when you say nerds, I'm the nerd, and Brandon is the athlete. So, <laughs> I'm a nerd too. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jock nerd. But you yeah, know, yeah. it's just, it's just what it is. And honestly, I think Leonard for that's been his deal in the offseason mm-hmm. since he's been in the league, dude. Like it's, it, it's been a narrative for him. So I fully expect him be a pro and be back to running the ball at 245 and be fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, so. if he, I think that's what he's going to be at. But, you know, I think this is his last year of a monster season. But next year, Rashad White is going to – oh, my goodness. Rashad White is going to explode next year. Yeah, I mean, not to make this a London for nothing because he's not one of our guys, but he did just sign a three-year deal. It's year one. Yep. It's three years, $21 million. This year, it's $11 million dead cap. So, I mean, he's going to have an active role. Um, mm-hmm. They have an out after year two. So, we hope, as fantasy football managers, that Rashad White can step in next season and, and really take over. But this is going to be Leonard Fournette's year. I mean, draft Rashad White with caution. Obviously, if there's an injury to Fournette, which, by the way, I'm writing an article right now as to why he's a bus candidate for round two. And it's in part because, one, yes, he hasn't had injuries recently, but he did early in his career battle injuries. He did. Coming into camp, you know, Brandon, if you're if you're forcing it, if you're pushing it, mm-hmm. you're hitting the sauna a little bit, you're a little bit dehydrated, you just increase your chance of injuring that soft tissue. The worst 100%. thing in the world is a soft mm-hmm. tissue injury where he plays, but he's less effective, which means you're obligated as a fantasy football manager to put him in your lineup and when he gets you eight, nine points because, hey, he missed half the game, or, hey, they cut back his reps, that, that that's a problem. But let's move on to round three. Who is your sure. must-draft player in round three for your perfect fantasy football draft in 2022, Brendan? So my – so I, I made a couple different lineups of my perfect deal. So I'm going to just go with my Joe Burrow lineup that I mm-hmm. draft – that I made up for. Uh, I made a stack for him. Um, and that was with T Higgins in round three um, round T Higgins makes it, makes it down the round three. That's a must smash. Um, I think he's going to be wide receiver 10 to 13. I think he's going to be somewhere in that range. I think he's going to have monster games. I think he's going to, he, he has the, that ability to absolutely win you a week by himself in that offense. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to take a massive step forward this year. And T Higgins is a massive reason why. Because I think yeah. the consistency is going to be there this year for T. Um, but if I'm not going to make a Joe Burrow stack, I would actually go Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman would be my must-draft guy if I'm going wide receiver and it's not a Joe Burrow stack. 
Um, Michael Pittman has the upside to absolutely smash this year with Matt Ryan there. Matt Ryan will bring the consistency and will keep that offense on track and actually be kind of reliable for us fantasy players for because we'll know exactly um, how many targets they're going to try and blanket Pittman with from Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan will deliver the football, a catchable football. Let's just add that, a catchable football mm. that will actually allow Mike to get some yak and get some yards after the catch. And I I mean, shout out Trashman Th- Truth or our buddy. Um, he gave us the craziest stat there is. Um, Mike, Michael Pittman was 90, was not, had a uh, 96% success rate against man coverage last year. That's in, that is so elite. That's insane. Um, he, this guy is primed to break out. It, I just feel like everything is trending perfect for Michael Pittman. I like him a lot. He will be a wide receiver one this year. Yeah. And that's that is compliment of Matt Harmon's reception perception. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, Brandon. So sure. Pittman, months ago, let's call it, he was being drafted at the end of round three. Mm-hmm. We've been on this on, on this bandwagon firmly. We're getting a ton of them in our best ball drafts, and we're we're mm-hmm. out there pan, like beating the drum for Michael Pittman. Saying you must draft Michael Pittman around three. He's now up to wide receiver 13, 28 overall, which is picks three point four. At what point are you going to say it's a little bit too high for Michael Pittman? Like, what if he what if he sneaks into the end of round two? For example, is that is that still palatable for you? Like, say say you start off your draft with Jonathan Taylor, you come back around, you want to hammer Leonard Fournette on that turn, and then say early, say pick three point one. Would you would you be comfortable taking Michael Pittman there, or are you do you prefer AJ Brown, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, who's going ahead of him? I know my answer, but I'm curious what you would think. Man, that's a close one. You know, I actually like Pittman better. I think I, yeah. I, I don't mind paying the premium on him. I think he is a yeah. lock to explode this year, and I don't want to be left behind. Um, if it's the end of round two, yeah. But, I mean, A.J. Brown, like, if, if when the, the second he overtakes A.J. Brown, that's when I stop. That's I think A.J. Brown, that's when I stop, is, is A.J. Brown. I will, I'll take Pittman over T., in certain aspects um, mm-hmm. right right now, because he is that number one option, that off that passing offense, period. T Higgins will always be the number two of Jamar Chase there. So it makes yeah. way more sense to me um, for consistency purposes and for floor that Pittman would be the pick over T Higgins. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. I mean, T Higgins is going right around the end of the second, early third, as you noted. Mm-hmm. Um, players that I feel like are, are kind of being – drafted too early I, I like michael pittman ahead of keenan allen um i think mm-hmm. my initial rankings at the start of the month i had keenan allen over michael pittman but, I, but i'm going to adjust right as more information comes out i'm also warming up on mike williams over keenan allen this year so i think that's an important play but you know nick chubb i'm taking michael pittman over nick chubb has been drafted ahead of him yep i agree i think t higgins should be going after michael pittman so this yep. adps there is some softness to it that you can take advantage of but I wouldn't be surprised if come this time in August, which is firmly draft season for fantasy football, you can see Michael Pittman going right around that two, three turn. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah. a guy that I really like, I mean, we've talked about Michael Pittman a lot on this show, but Travis Etienne, we just need to remind the people. Mm. We just need to remind the people Travis Etienne is out there. He's healthy. Mm-hmm. And he's a really damn good player. He was yeah. highly drafted last year by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Super dysfunctional. I, I mean, since I've been watching football, 
the Jaguars last two were probably the most number one dysfunctional team in mm. the NFL in the 15 odd years I've been watching football. Now, obviously he got hurt. So, I mean, maybe it was a blessing, right? He didn't get that additional wear and tear on the rest of his body, but this year, his best, one of his best comparable players is the aforementioned DeAndre Swift. So if you talk mm. about the, just the, the massive potential upside for a player and we forget about the fact that Trevor Lawrence was one of these generational QB prospects last year. He also was a victim of that dysfunctional offense and dysfunctional team last year. So I'm bullish to Travis Etienne. He's still going yep. pretty cheap to where I think he's going to be drafted when, you know, redraft season really does start. He's going as RB 16, 34 overall, right at the end of round three. And I'm comfortable taking him in round two. You don't have to pay that price yet, but mm-hmm. if he's in round three and you, you're on the clock there, I would hammer it. Hammer Travis yep. Etienne. You will not be disappointed. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that? No. I. I mean. I. I. I think I'm pretty. Pretty sure we we're the first people to say he was discount Swift. I mean, months ago. Oh, I yeah. mean, months ago we said that, and it seems like everybody's picked up the hype on Etienne quite a bit. Um, he's in the group. He's in my group. If I want a running back in that, in, it, it depends on just how I built how I'm building. Um, but Etienne is in my group for that round absolutely um he's a smash pick for me it's hard for me to over it really is hard for me to overlook etn and that upside when i pick a wide receiver in that in that round so um i'm right there with you etn's a stud and he's gonna be phenomenal this year i I just feel like i feel like nobody is understanding how how, he's gonna get blanketed with targets like just it's gonna be great alvin kamara is going right before him Ooh, excuse me. Alvin Kamara's going right, right before him. Still uncertain if he's going to be suspended. Who would you take there? Okay, so I just saw it seemed dude, it seems more and more likely yeah. that Alvin Kamara is not going to be suspended this year. Yeah. Um it seems it seems more and more likely they're going to get a uh the it seems like the NFL lately has been allowing the legal system to play out before they do anything. And so the plan uh, for Alvin Kamara's defense, he has court this week. Um, is to get this thing pushed into the 2023 year. Um, so there might not be any suspension for him this year. So if that's true, my God, is Alvin Kamara, it would be a early second round pick. Um, that's where he would go Dude, if he, there was no going, issues. He'd yeah. be in the middle of the first round, I bet. Yeah, he'd maybe. maybe I don't Cook. know. Maybe, maybe right behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah, probably right behind Dalvin Cook. Um, so if, if he does everybody that's been taking the risk in best ball or whatever. Um, and this doesn't happen. Congratulations, man, because you just, just smashed it out of the park and you're going to have value built into your lineup that can't, can't be replicated to be honest. So I would take, I I think at this point, I'm going to start drafting Alvin Kamara. I'm going to start drafting more Alvin Kamara. So I, I, it just seems to me that this league, he's playing this legal thing perfectly and he's not going to be suspended this year. Not to go off on a rant about the NFL and, and their discipline, but yeah, the thing is, like, you just look back at Ray Rice and how they mishandled that. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't really, they, it was kind of a slap on the wrist until that video came out, and then he got the suspension. He was essentially kicked out of the league, right? Teams were just yep. going to deal with him. Alvin Kamara at a football function, I don't know about you, Brandon, but if you're at a work function and you get into a fight and you beat the crap out of somebody, you think they'd take that pretty seriously, okay? 
And then you add on to the fact that there's actually video that we, ha- the public haven't seen, but I guarantee you the NFL, the has. NFL has seen it. I get that you want the legal process to play out, but that's kind of bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the, the NFL does what it wants to do. And that, it, it can be very frustrating. Like you know, I'm of the opinion that I don't care if this guy was running his mouth. If you beat this guy within inches of his life, you deserve to be punished for it. Sure. And I agree with you. Fact, yeah. You know, we, we live in a lot of, in a society of rules. If there's evidence out there, I don't care what the legal proceeding is. If there is a video that the NFL has, they should use that. They don't need to release it. Issue the suspension this mm-hmm. year because yeah. it's irresponsible otherwise. I agree with you, though. I think from the legal perspective, it's probably not going to happen. There's not going to be a ruling until next year, which means there's a very next good chance year. this year. So as fantasy, fantasy football managers, take that, put that aside. In the third round, he's a good value. But this is just classic irresponsible behavior by the NFL. And frankly, it's disgusting. I hate it. Mm-hmm. NFL, you should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, round four, Brandon. Who you got? Who's your must-draft player to make your perfect fantasy football team? Rashad Bateman. <laughs> Rashad Bateman is my round four uh, must guy. <clears throat> I think he has wide receiver one, uh, wide a wide receiver one upside, not the wide receiver one, but a, a wide receiver one upside. If I'm, 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 I think Lamar's ready to sustain a legit wide receiver one in that offense. I think he's ready to prove the whole world that he can throw the football just like a Kyler Murray can, just like a Joe Burrow can, just like Herbert. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm excited for that. I I was a big Bateman guy for him coming out of college. I thought he was probably next to Jamar Chase. He was the cleanest route runner in the in that class. And unfortunately, in, he had a groin surgery early in the season and it took him out. And he wasn't right. He really wasn't right the whole year. And then and then when he got in, Lamar was gone and he was out. And so it was the Ravens were a mess last year. So yeah. I just want a healthy season. And I and if we can get a healthy season between Lamar and Bateman, I think it's gonna be magic. So I I just want I just want Bateman to get eight targets a game, man. If he can just get eight targets a game, I'm gonna be so happy. I'm gonna I'm gonna seven to eight would be is as what no, you do. He, he's gonna be <laughs> hyper efficient in his targets. Yeah. He's gonna be hyper efficient, especially when he's healthy. And so mm-hmm. like I played hockey, I played goalie when I played hockey, and. I, I, there, there have been times where you have groin, groin strains or pulled my groin mm-hmm. or something like that. And there were times you could walk in like, you know, a straight direction. It was fine. The second you tried to move any, anywhere laterally, it was extremely mm. painful, excruciatingly painful. So mm. when that's literally your job to out agile other players on the field, it's going to be challenging. So now that he's healthy, he's got that dog mentality, man. I love Rashad Bateman. The, yeah, he's he's thing is, this is, this is classic Brandon. You know, he's a line pusher. We talked about this in previous shows. He's a line pusher. Bateman's actually going in round five. So if you, I know if you if you but this is this is Brandon's stamp of approval. If you he's comfortable taking Bateman in round yeah. four because round four is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, a play kind of a dead zone. It, well, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, it's there's there's certainly some landmines like Gabriel Davis to me is a landmine. Cam Akers we don't know, but he could be a landmine. Deontay Johnson. I love Deontay Johnson, but the geek is on record saying he's worried about Deontay Johnson. So there's Ezekiel Elliott, landmine, classic RB, dead zone, running back, yeah. aging, younger, better player on his same team. Um, Terry McLaurin, like Terry McLaurin, 
He's still a commander. Not a great mm-hmm. thing. Carson Wentz, not a great quarterback. Jalen Waddell, he's dealing with Tyreek Hill. So, yeah. Tyreek Hill now. In this, in this round, but I'm going to firmly say I'm going to go on in this one. I'm not going to be shy. But Brees Hall is it? going in yep, round there you four go. is an absolute steal. Yep. If Brees Hall was in a, quote, better situation, say he was on the Steelers like Najee Harris was last year. Mm. Where was Najee going? Wasn't Najee going like the one-two turn in fantasy drafts last year? Second round. Second round. Yep. Firmly in the second round. And he, and he, yep. look, he, he produced, right? Brees Hall. Yep. I like Michael Carter, man. He was really great last year for the for the Jets. But you're not trading up and drafting Brees Hall in early round two to use him in a 50-50 committee with Michael Carter. That's just not how we right. do. Brees Hall is a three-down, complete back that is an elite runner and an elite catcher of the ball. Why would you spend that sort of draft capital when you're rebuilding your team? Because make, make no mistakes. The Jets had a fantastic draft this year. Love Elijah Moore. Love Garrett Wilson. They're still in rebuild mode. Zach Wilson needs to take a step forward. They're in rebuild mode. So how do you help protect your young quarterback? You surround him with talent, and you get the best running back in the draft. He's an all-around talent. You know who's best, most comparable player is? A playerprofiler.com, Brandon. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's a pretty good running back. And here's the thing. I will say this. Okay, I will say this. When JT was drafted, people were fading because of the situation. They were actually drafting right around where Brees Hall's going right now this year. They were worried about Naheem Himes catching the ball out of the backfield, and they were worried about Marlon Mack. Now, things kind of worked out. Marlon Mack got hurt. Yes, JT had a slow start to a season, but he won you your league. Mm-hmm. If you can afford to draft Brees Hall in round four, which I think you should, build a strong team around him. He might still have a slow start to the season, but he will help you win you your league. I play by the eat it, and so do you, Brandon. If you're not first, you're last. You're last. Brees Hall will help you win your league. He is a difference maker. He's a true difference maker. And he's going to be one of these players that as he gets a little bit of momentum behind him in the NFL, he's going to absolutely smash. I guarantee you, this is a Shane Seedley guarantee, he's going to be drafted in round one, round two next year in drafts. Just get ahead of the curve, man. He's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He ain't going to be on waivers. So if you don't draft him here, you're not going to get him. And he's going to be a, a real difference maker to your team. So that's it. That's it, Brendan. Rounds one to four. This is part one of players you must draft for the perfect fantasy football draft. Coming up next show, we're going to be doing part two, rounds five to eight, and potentially a few honorable mentions. I mean, we, yeah. we'd like to go off script a little bit, Brandon, but always. I will say right now, this is the best time to draft because there's still soft ADPs. All the players we've talked about today, their ADPs are still too soft. Go out, take advantage, right. go jump into a best ball league. We prefer underdog. Use code DFS Army to get a 100% first deposit match up to $100. So you deposit $100, they will give you $100. That's $200 to go play Best Ball Mania. Jump in one of those tournaments. Play some 12-person, 10-person leagues, slow drafts, quick drafts. It's how you fine-tune your skills so that you can dominate. So use code DFS Army. Of course, go to DFSArmy.com. Like, follow, and subscribe to this show slash podcast. It's a new channel, Brandon. We're trying to grow it. We're growing it like crazy. We're putting out tons of content. We're going to help you win your league. So we appreciate you listening. For Brandon, 
I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show.